0: It's the first episode of the new year, and that can only mean one thing. The annual star-studded kickoff of questionable material with Jack and Brian. A -a once-in-a-lifetime lineup of the world's biggest stars. Miley Cyrus. Jimmy Fallon. Race car legend Jeff Gordon. Dr. Jill Biden. Dr. Dre. An opening prayer from Vince McMahon. Garfield creator, Jim Davis. Live from Miami, Twitter influencer, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. William, the Refrigerator Perry. OJ, the Murderer Simpson. An unforgettable song and dance number from Anthony Weiner. Mr. Piggy, the first trans pig. 75 minutes of rhyme-free poetry from poet laureate, Amanda Gorman. An 87-year-old grandma who thinks the Macarena is still a thing. Jamie Lynn Spears. The great-granddaughter of Spuds McKenzie. Tonight's winning lotto numbers. Improv comedy with Wayne Brady. Improv history with Nicole Hannah jones A tribute to our selfless essential workers. A condemnation of our selfish unvaccinated essential workers. Deal or no deal briefcase model, Meghan Markle. Tonight's losing lotto numbers. Baby Yoda. A New Year's rap by Norwegian chess grandmaster Magnus Carlsen. Greta Thunberg and the Pips. Comedy by Hannah Gadsby. Philosophy by Paris Hilton. Pre-pubescent Yoda. A confused appearance from Tony Bennett. The Loudoun County, Virginia Board of Education. Joaquin Phoenix. Former commissioner of Major League Baseball, Bud Selig. That girl from that show. Prince and the Revolution. Minus Prince, the guy who co-hosted the first American Idol with Ryan Seacrest. Acting icon, Jerry Mathers. A game of Russian Roulette with radio personality Delilah. Twisted Sister, Sister Christian, Christian Bale. Olivia Rodrigo remembers John Madden. A holographic representation of what Freddie Mercury would look like today if he'd only used a condom. Dave Chappelle's best friend, Patton Oswalt. Leonardo DiCaprio. And a special appearance from George Conway. The 2022 premiere episode of Questionable Material with Jack and Brian starts now.
1: Yeah! woohoo! 2022. I am ready to go. This is going to be the best show ever. Let's do it. Brian, who's up first?
0: Uh, I, I, actually, Jack, uh, a lot of these folks have COVID and... Um, uh, The rest of them actually forgot to bring proof of vaccine, so I can't let them in. What? What, so we have no guests? Well, we have guests, we just can't, I can't let them in. What, says who, since when do you start following those
1: rules? I I mean, it doesn't even matter, half those vaccine cards are fake anyway.
0: Yeah, I know, Jack, I I don't make the rules, I just obey them.
1: So we have no guests, it's just what, you and me? Yeah, it's it's just us, like always. Oh, that stinks, this is not how I wanted to start the new year.
0: That's what she said, Jack. That's what who said? Betty White.
1: (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Very good.
0: You're listening to Questionable Material with Jack and Brian. A mostly improvised podcast produced in New York by Jack Helmuth and Brian Sack. QMPodcast.com Sign language lessons. Hello? 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 Uh, You've got the wrong number.
1: Hey, Brian. Hi, Jack. So here's what we do. We improvise the opening bit that uh, you hear, the, the fake phone call bit that starts every show. We improvise that. Brian uh, always says something that starts us off. I have no idea what is coming. And Brian usually makes it up, I believe, sort of on the spot. And now Brian and I are trying to decide if that just makes fun of deaf people too much.
0: I don't, you know, I, yeah, I'm torn uh, because it's kind of funny. The, the idea (laughs) of a a deaf person calling sign language lessons. (laughs) So when I said sign language lessons, I kind of thought, you know, you would, you would go down the route like, oh, I want to. Uh, I need to learn sign language. I'm like, great. I can teach you over the phone, which of course is not possible. And that there's, right. you know, it's funny. And <laughs> ensues. but then you just took it a totally different direction and, and you were a deaf guy on the other end of the phone. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Why hasn't he learned sign language yet? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> which is kind of, so I don't think you're making fun of deaf people. I think the idea, you know, it's the concept of, you know, somebody calling a phone number to get sign language lessons.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think so. Plus, I'm half deaf.
0: You are half deaf. So you do, you half qualify. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You have one ear that does not work. Yeah, 100% deaf in one ear. And, and you know what? I took sign language in college. Oh, that's good. I took it, yeah, it was, it was 28 girls and me. Is that it was true? my favorite class, yeah. That's it was, amazing. There was, there was no other guys interested in the class. I took it, I th- it was actually very fascinating. It's a really interesting language and it's a very political language. Yes. I remember for Ronald Reagan, Oh, uh, if like there was a shorthand for Ronald Reagan, and you would basically take an R, uh, which is uh, your fingers kind of wrapped around one another, two, yep. your two fingers yep. wrapped around one another, and you would drag it across your forehead, and then cock your thumb as if you were shooting yourself in the head. Holy cow! Yeah, it's a very politicized language. It was very fascinating. What's uh, that, well, that's so interesting. What um,
1: do you know? Some of the other like political sign language things. Can you describe them? Like, um, like for example, what's the
0: what's the sign for Donald Trump? Uh, for Donald Trump, uh, you just, you take both hands uh, on either side and you hold them and you just kind of shake them as if you've got two bags of dollar bills, you know, on, on either side of you. Oh, geez. Yeah. He's, he's so much more than his money.
1: Well. Uh, what, what, do you know what the sign is for Joe Biden?
0: Yes. So you take both hands, you kind of put them over one hand, one palm over each eye. Yeah. Okay. And then you, and then you just walk into furniture. <laughs>
1: That's a very performative sign language.
0: It is. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, it can be, it's funny. It can also be dangerous. It can yeah. be very dangerous uh, to say when you're talking and you're using that sentence, if you're standing on the edge of a stage or something or a platform where the, you know, the mayor is giving a speech and you're, he's referencing Biden and then you put your hands over your eyes and then stumble off the platform. Yeah. You know, it, it's not ideal. Yeah. We've lost a lot of like local representatives that way. Yeah. And rightly so. And, you know, in some cases it's point. great. Yeah, yeah, it
1: is great. Do you know what the sign is? I'm so glad you took this class. What, um, uh, what the sign is for Matt
0: Gates? Yes. Well, you, what you do is um, with your right thumb, you put in your mouth and you suck on it. Okay. <laughs> and your left thumb, you just give a thumbs up. <laughs> well, that, that's on the nose. It is. It's a very political language. Whew,
1: it really is. Jeez. I mean, take a few chicks over state lines. Get over it.
0: You know uh, how they sign Putin? Uh, no, I don't. How? You touch a doorknob and then you fall down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's, boy, kind of what you're saying is there's not a lot of subtlety in the deaf community.
0: No, no. They, they want to, you know, they're t- making the most of their time. They want you to know where they stand.
1: <laughs> wow. They're real headline hunters. Uh, what, what's the sign for, uh, for example, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez.
0: Well, you can do two different things. One, you can just spell out AOC with your hand, which would be letter A, O, and C. Sure. Uh, Or you just kind of open up your eyes like as wide as they can get and then take both palms and then uh, on either side and do this kind of hysterical uh, waving motion Mm -hmm. to suggest that something terribly traumatic has just happened. Right, right. Right.
1: (laughs) Right. Um, well, that's yeah, boy, really political. You're right. Thank you for showing us those examples. Very politicized language. You know, it's interesting the um, the deaf community because uh, my mom and dad worked at a, at uh, RIT, Rochester Institute of Technology, where there's a, a giant deaf population. It's a it's a big deaf school. And is it really? Uh, it 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 is. Um, and a lot of the movie theaters in that area show you have to actually be careful which movie you go to if you go see a, a movie in that area because they have, um, like closed captioning on the movies. No kidding. Uh, because there's so many deaf people around.
0: Why are there so many in, in Rochester?
1: Just because the, uh, I guess the school attracts them. I guess they have a good, uh, program. My, my best friend's mom who I had a major crush on, uh, was an interpreter. A sign language no
0: kidding. Interpreter. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, but apparently they're, they're, uh, they can be a very, um, angry, uh, community in terms of, um, you know, if you try to get your hearing back, cochlear implants, for example, uh, you can be rejected hardcore by that community.
0: Yeah, I know that. And I know, you know, Gallaudet, which is the famous deaf college. Okay. And they, you know, there yeah, there's like this activist element where like, this is what we are. And don't you dare try to change. It's really fascinating. It's a really, I mean, it's like its own world. Yeah, it really is. It's very interesting.
1: Oh, uh, so you must know a lot about that. What do you call it? G- Galette? Gallaudet, Gallaudet
0: college. It's a, it's a deaf college.
1: So you must know a lot about that college. If you're, you know, running around uh, talking about it all the time, what, you know, what, um,
0: what what's the admission process like for Gallaudet college? Well, their admissions process is very, uh, you know, very strict because they, they have a lot of uh, what they call them ear people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That these are people who, ha- who can hear.
1: Okay. Well, that's interesting. Uh, and they're,
0: they're, they try to get into the school because it's a good education hmm. uh, and, and, uh, and it's, it's free. So they, <laughs> you know, they, they want to sneak in and they, they, and they try to get it. So what they do is there's a, there's an interview process where you have a panel of five people. Okay. Um, and you're sitting in front of them and then uh, they're interviewing you, of course, in sign language. So you yep. do have to know sign language to get into Gallaudet. Okay. But you know, they're trying to, they want the, they want the real deaf people. They don't want the fakers. And Ooh. so as you're um, as you're being talked to by the panel and talking back to the panel, uh, somebody comes right behind you and, and whacks a, a walk with a mallet. <laughs> and uh, if you flinch or jump, that's an indicator that you are an ear person and you are swiftly escorted off the premises.
1: Oh my god. And gosh. sworn at,
0: sworn at by many, many fingers. Man.
1: And they're, uh, <laughs> it's so
0: weird. <laughs> it's kind of like invasion of the body snatchers. Then at that point, they'll all point at you. Yeah and And that, and then you know you've been caught Whew. man it's
1: uh it's pretty shady and people would want to try and sneak in you know free yeah so how long does it take to um to sign uh an admissions essay?
0: Some people you know, they try to fill it mm-hmm. with a lot of extra words right and just drag things out uh, and this some people think they can get away with just spelling everything, okay which takes an awful long time. I would imagine. So fingerspelling can be quite uh, yeah. lengthy. Yeah. Fingerspelling. It's very time consuming. Um, you know, if you're going to spell pasteurized milk, <laughs> you know, that's, that's a lot. P A S T or you can just do the milking a cow motion in front of your face, past your eyes. And <laughs> that's a much better way to get that across much faster. Yeah. I would imagine so. Baloney. B-O-L-O-G-N-A. That's going to take some time to spell. Or you just tap your finger underneath your knee. Below knee. That's right. Or bullshit. Oh, gosh. You go to a farm. You bring a shovel. You pack some of that in a Ziploc bag. And then whenever you need to say bullshit, you just hold that up. It's just eight letters. Why can't you just sign that out? You could, but it's more dramatic when you hold up a bag filled with cow feces. And so, deaf deaf people are that prepared at all times. Oh my god! Yeah, if you've ever noticed, all deaf people have a backpack. Oh no, kidding! And it's it's stuffed. Yeah, it's very similar to doing a prop comedy like <laughs> Carrot Top with a trunk full of uh, stuff. They have uh-huh. a backpack to to with anything they need to emphasize their point. Wow. I mean, that's how you you know somebody is deaf. If you see someone with a backpack, they're deaf. Really? Because I see a lot of
1: people in New York City with backpacks. They're all deaf.
0: They're all deaf. And they're just waiting for the opportunity to reach in the backpack and pull out something to punctuate whatever they're saying.
1: Can you give some other examples of things that deaf
0: people have in their backpacks? Sure. Thanks. Talk to me. Come up and talk to me and say something.
1: Okay. Excuse me, sir. Um, I'm looking for the D train. Do you
0: know where that is? Yeah. Reach back. In, into my backpack. Okay. And I pull out a, a, a giant question mark. So made out of styrofoam. And then I just shrug my shoulders. And what does that tell you? Uh, you, you don't know. That's right. I don't know where the D train is.
1: <laughs> Can't you just shrug your shoulders? It's more dramatic. This is all about being dramatic. Oh, all right. Uh, last example for the backpack. Um, yeah. Let's say you're a beautiful woman, which I, I, I identify you as a
0: beautiful woman. So just so you know. Thank you. I feel like one and um, I look like one.
1: I agree. So, uh, so you're a beautiful woman. I come up to you on the streets of New York. You're wearing a backpack mm-hmm. and I say to you, um, excuse me, I, I'm sorry to do this, but you are just so lovely. Do you mind, Um, would you mind giving me your email address or, or, or maybe just like going out to get a cup of coffee
0: with me? Uh, well, in that case, I would reach in my backpack. Okay. I would take out a, a small box. Ooh, that's has a lock on it. Ooh, and I would I would hand it to you. Okay, and you would try to open it. Yep, but the box doesn't open. Uh huh. And then I'd just say, "That's what I'm talking about." And I take the <laughs> box back and I throw it in my backpack and I walk <laughs> off.
1: Oh my god, that's a real thinker.
0: <laughs> yep, you ain't getting in there.
1: Okay. Well, uh, that's sign language. uh, Here's an unexpected thing I didn't expect to talk about. There's a sign
0: language lesson for everybody. Uh, You're welcome. We learned some things. We sure did. This is not just intellectual fart jokes, Jack. You learn stuff. It's so much more. It's intellectual
1: box jokes. That's right. So, Brian. Yes, Jack. uh, How was your New Year's? It's been uh, like two weeks
0: since we've spoken to each other. How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm back from Quebec. Okay. As the as the locals call it, which went into lockdown uh, when I was there. Little overreaction, I think. Okay. They um they declared a 10 p.m. curfew. Ooh. Not supposed to leave your house after 10 p.m. Couldn't even walk your dog. Really? Which is uh, yeah, and uh, closed the restaurants. And uh, not supposed to have more than 6 people in your house. They uh, this was New Year's Eve. They declared you no know, no gatherings. <laughs> Holy like in the cow. afternoon, they're like, no, no gatherings going to happen tonight. It's like, it's New Year's Eve, guys. But our house, that was the, that was the gem. Okay. So we we rented this house about 30 minutes from the mountain. Mm-hmm. And um, it was an A-frame, you know, one of those picturesque looking things. Uh, you know, I don't know a lot about architecture, so I actually don't. I'm sorry. It's a very sloped roof. Okay. Uh, you see them in the mountains and stuff. Uh, but anyway, so it was the most, it was the, the poorest built construction I think I've ever been in. Like- Wafer thin walls, wafer thin doors, floors. You could hear everything. Any conversation, you know, everything traveled. All the sound travels. There were animals living in the ceiling. Oh yeah. So I wake up in the morning and it's six o'clock and you just hear like <laughs> I'm like oh what's that and, I get, uh, and then every morning and I'm, I'm telling the lady there's a you know animals in the ceiling. She's like well they're probably just on the roof. And then at two in the morning they're like clawing at the drywall. <laughs> Oh my and I'm like gosh. They're definitely definitely not just on the roof they're inside the house so of course it was like oh yeah I can't get an exterminator out there blah 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 It's, it's, it's the holiday season um but then the best part the PS de resistance was the septic system backed up oh so my my brother-in-law and his two kids and an infant and a three-year-old and his wife are down in the downstairs uh the toilet just starts backing up with sewage, and so does the tub <gasps> with sewage, and and then start it starts leaking into the rugs and stuff. Oh my and, gosh! Yeah, yeah, you know, of course he's you know they've got two babies, and he's just like I'm out of here. And He's like we're we're gonna leave tomorrow morning. You know, um, this was New Year's Eve that this was happening, so it's backing up and and it was you know super gross. He's you know throwing towels and blankets on the floor to try to you know prevent seepage from moving on into the bedrooms and stuff. And uh, I'm contacting the lady, the, the management lady for this thing. And, and she's like, well, I, you know, I can't get anybody out there right now. I'll try tomorrow. And then the next, you know, we couldn't use, so you can't use when your septic system is backing up, you can't oh. use your sink or your shower or your dishwasher or anything. So from like 3 p.m. on Friday, New Year's Eve, we're just, we're, we're like scared to do any, you know, we can't use any of the plumbing. Oh. Uh, you know, Saturday comes when we're, we email the lady, uh, is, uh, you know, is somebody coming to look at this? Uh, yeah, somebody will be there within the hour. Nobody comes within the hour. So we just, you know, finally, we just make the decision. We're we're just going to go home early. So we wow. we pack up and we leave. And I emailed a lady saying, you know, we left early. We'd like to be reimbursed uh, for the day we're not there. And she's fighting me on it. Of course she is. I'm kind of hoping she doesn't reimburse me because I will have real, a lot of fun, you know, writing reviews and stuff. And, and, and I did this before, actually, for my brother-in-law. Uh, so he was working for a company. A trucking company. And the guy running the company, I could tell was a real sleaze And the guy was trying okay. to take advantage of He had a lot of foreign employees, like my brother, who's Polish, brother-in-law. And, uh, and he was taking advantage of them. It was clear to me he, what he was doing. He was, he was charging them here and there and doing it. And, and taking advantage of people who cannot really articulate their grievances to the, you know, to authorities. Right. Uh, but when my brother-in-law looped me in he, my brother-in-law found a better trucking company, informs this guy, and he's a star employee there. They loved him. He sure. Informs this guy he's you know he's leaving and then he gets like this midnight rant from the guy who was clearly on some kind of drugs and alcohol type thing. And and it was just like this rant, insulting rant and stuff like that. And the guy like basically stole thousands of dollars from him. Ugh. This guy's company was like XYZ Trucking. So uh-huh. I'd got XYZ Trucking Reviews.com. Awesome. And I created a, a whole blog, and all I did was find all these people all over the web who have bad experiences with this company. And I posted all the reviews. Oh my gosh. And, and and suddenly I was the number two Google So he was the number one Google rank search and I was the number two. So like some point I get this email, like this threatening email from Vancouver, Canada saying they're going to sue me and I have to take down the website immediately and blah, blah, blah. And I just wrote back, no. And there was (laughs) nothing they could do about it. (laughs) Uh, And finally my brother-in-law got a bunch of his money back. I just basically amplified any grievances against this company, wow. which is what I will do with this, uh, with the management company for this house. If they don't reimburse me for my, uh, for the day we, we didn't stay there.
1: Wow. Uh, like how how much did you pay like a night? I mean, this, so you're like staying in a, ho- in a in a house in in Canada with your extended family.
0: Like what, if you don't mind my asking, I know people get a little yeah. weird with money. Like how much were you paying per night? Well, there were nine of us in the house, so we're dividing okay. that. But it was it was ten dollars, <throat> ten ten dollars each. No, it was ten dollars a night. Okay, so about a, about a dollar dollar nine dollar ten each. Yeah, I mean it was BYOT. Oh, I I don't know what that is. And BYOB, uh, bring your own towels and bring your own beds. <laughs> so. Which worked okay. out fine, because what we did was I, I put the mattresses on top of the roof of the car. I strapped those in. then I put the skis and snowboards on top of that. okay, And then I put the box spring on top of that and strapped that in. Yeah, so you know we drove up to Canada. um we had there were some questions at the border, okay, you know, we were delayed a couple hours there. like what? but we finally made our way there and uh, and went to bed uh, when we arrived. it was like nine nine thirty. I mean, the bed was extremely cold, I bet. I took, it took several hours to warm up. Yeah. Um, you know, I cuddled up next to my wife and just, you know, I f- I fell asleep to the sounds of her weeping. <laughs> but in Polish, which sounds much nicer. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. What 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 is it? What does a, a Polish
1: weep sound like c- compared to an American weep?
0: It's, it's like a hee hee. Hee hee. It almost sounds like you're spooning Michael Jackson.
1: <laughs> right, 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 right. That's- Which, of course,
0: I knew I wasn't. How do you need to know? Uh, because uh, there was warmth emanating from whatever I was spooning.
1: Holy shit.
0: <laughs> That's
1: a dead giveaway, folks. Pun intended. <laughs> All right. So you go, you go, you fall asleep as uh, you, I would say, normally do, probably 200 nights a year to the, to the sound of Polish weeping. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So then you wake up and, and what are the sort of, um, at a $10 a night family, uh, vacation getaway, what other sort of, how
0: do you start your mornings at such a place? Get up. It's a little chilly uh, Mm -hmm. because the heating doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was a fireplace and, you know, but there's a note inside the fireplace saying you're on your own. (laughs) So I lit that and that (laughs) gave me about a minute of, Uh of warmth. Okay. Um, and then I walk into the kitchen and for, the first thing I see is the, the Afghan family standing there and they're kind of, you know, they're quizzical. They're like, the guy said to me in, in very broken English, I thought this place w- was supposed to be empty. Uh huh. And I was like, no, no, we're renting it here. Okay. And he's like, and, uh, and so I kind of, you know, I, I thanked him for, uh, translating for the, uh, Marine Corps for two years <laughs> and risking his family's life. And then I asked him to leave. <laughs> right. And I told him, you know, to walk in a single line. I don't want the whole family trudging all over the snow of and the footprints because I like the picturesque. Yes. You know, I want the postcard view. I don't want to see a, a ton of little kids' footprints going through the snow.
1: Oh damn, how many how many kids did he have? Uh seven. Oof. Yeah. It's a lot of kids. And and this guy was a translator for the US Army?
0: Uh, for the Marine Corps, I guess. Yeah. Oh, geez.
1: And this guy can't catch a break. Yeah. Is is it true that he um, he flew to Canada uh, holding on to the uh, outside of a jet engine?
0: Yeah, I mean he's the one they they call him Super Grip. Like he's got the guy, and it's it's. I mean he really, his hands are actually permanently curved.
1: <laughs> um, that's that's messed up. By the way, I, I worked for Michael Strahan for two years. Um, who obviously <clears throat> uh, NFL defensive lineman. And played football for many, many years. His uh, fingers look like lightning bolts. The, you know how what? a finger goes straight. Well, his fingers had been broken so many times. Oh, no. <laughs> his fingers are almost like Z's. Really? Yeah. I mean, his fingers just like you. He'd hold up his fingers and it'd be all mangled and stuff
0: just from, you know. Strahan is the guy with the gap, He's got the little gap tooth. Is that the yeah, one? Yeah. Yeah. He's the one who just went to space. Yeah. Michael Strahan went into space? Yeah. Like last month. I, I, everybody's going to space now. Um, I didn't know that, but that's, so, you know, somebody who went into space, you worked yeah. for a, a, a person who has been in space. Yeah. And beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. That's, that's the twofer. Has Tom Brady been in space? No. There you go.
1: There you go. Uh, he's been in the space between Giselle Bunchen's thighs. Haven't we all? <laughs> what? what? No, I don't think so. Didn't, didn't say physically, Jack. Okay. Well, say that sooner embarrassing me on my own show Uh, okay so so the afghan family poor guy so you you kick this guy out this guy can't catch a break
0: yeah we rented the house it was our place okay um and it just wasn't it just wasn't well constructed okay
1: all right so so you get up for breakfast the afghan family once they leave you're in the kitchen and then it's time for breakfast before you go skiing is it something like that
0: yeah you want to get a little you know some some food in you before you go up on the mountain sure okay
1: So you you prepare something in on the stove or bowl of cereal. What what,
0: would you guys do? I called back the Afghan family (laughs) because they have experience cooking outdoors.
1: That's you're really pushing your luck then (laughs) using them for their Okay. What happened next?
0: Well, uh, he prepared us a, a wonderful breakfast. Um, we allowed him to come in every once in a while and thaw out. Okay. He had a little campfire outside. I told, I gave him permission to fell any trees he wanted. Oh, nice. Which is hard to do with a ski, (laughs) but he did it. And that's what I'm talking about. Resourceful. You, when you, when you come from countries, you know, where, where life is a struggle, you get very resourceful. Yeah, of course. And I told him I don't have an ax, but there's a pine tree over there. It looks like it's on its last legs. You can take it out. And he just saw the ski and he's like, no problem. Wow. Yeah.
1: Good for him. And what were his seven kids doing at this time?
0: shivering yeah um, I, I learned i, I learned some uh, of the afghan language really yeah
1: that's so you know sign language you know english and you know uh, a- afghanese
0: yeah pashtun well, like, what, what does that mean that i speak pashtun oh pashtun
1: oh. <laughs> Sounded like a youtube album what uh, so you speak pashtun what uh, what sort of things did you um Uh, did, did you learn from the, the Afghan family
0: language wise? Um, you know, there's certain expressions like, you know, why won't he let us inside? Mm -hmm. Who is this demon? (laughs) We we outnumber them, (laughs) you know, that kind of stuff.
1: Uh huh. Okay. Those are, those seem like some actually good phrases to know if you're going to travel the world. Absolutely, you know. If if you hear who is this demon and we over we outnumber them, that's probably a cue to leave. Yeah. Well, that's scary. Uh, okay. So, all right. So they they cook this fan this this food. So then I, mm. I guess you incorporate them into your family at this point.
0: After some time, you 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 develop sympathy with people. Oh, that's you know? nice. And I, I became empathetic. Yep. Finally, it could have been the breakfast wine talking, but I you know, I started to feel warm and fuzzy. And so we called them, we invited them into the house. Okay. And they, they warmed up and they, they actually were able to operate the fireplace better than I could get it going. Again, resourceful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people who grew up in hardship become resourceful. How'd they do it? Uh, He took out uh, some American flags and threw them in the, (laughs) in the fireplace. Oh, jeez. He's like, uh, it's like, wasn't that kind of, uh anti-patriotic and he looked at me and he said they left me behind. <laughs> and then he swore at me.
1: Jeez.
0: It sounded it was a beautiful sounding swear. Uh uh-huh. um it's kind of like the Polish crying. It just sounds nice to the ears even though I knew it was a horrible thing he said.
1: <laughs> right.
0: But he he got the fire going. Man. Get um, over it already. I know that's what I said. I said you know you were left behind like a month or so ago. Come on, man. Yep. You know, get a grip. Yep. Which he's really good at.
1: OK, so, Ben, you see so you're staying in this dive place. Uh, now that you've incorporated this Afghan family into your family, I guess.
0: Yeah. And by the way, he can't wait to vote in the midterms.
1: <laughs> uh. Hey, Brian. Hi, Jack. I was wondering if, um, uh, you know, since uh, this is our first episode of 2022, I was wondering if you made any um, New Year's resolutions. Yes, I did. Now, I know it's big for you. You always make a lot of New Year's resolutions. And I was wondering um, if you would sort of go through them and, and uh, you know, you could sort of tell us what you're planning to improve on in 2022. Yeah, absolutely. So you said, um, uh, you know, we talked about this back in December that you were making your list. You said that you were making some resolutions about being a, a, a different type of husband. Yes. Uh, you know, can you sort of talk us through where you landed on that?
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I want to, I want to improve as a husband. mm mm-hmm. Oh. Um, I, you know, I feel like my wife deserves better. Yep. A little more, more effort on my part. Okay. Uh, and, you know, she has, she articulated that uh, several times,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, pounding on the, the hotel window, mm-hmm. you know, uh, looking in. Screaming, you know, you can't hear because it was double glazed glass. But I could tell she was unhappy. (laughs) Wait, is this from your vacation? You didn't allow your wife indoors? This was a vacation I took that I didn't expect her to come on. (laughs) Okay. You know how sometimes you have a a friend you want to hang out with and, you know, you don't necessarily want your wife there. Sure. So you book a place in Barbados and you, mm-hmm. you tell your wife, you're going to a podcasting conference in Dallas. Yeah. You know how that happens? Well, I mean, I understand all the words you've said, you know, so, but, and this is the problem when you marry somebody who's smart yep. and potentially smarter, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they clue in They They, they learn, they suspect They, uh, they get suspicious. Yep. They fly down to Barbados.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, They show up outside your hotel window. They look in (laughs) and, you know, if you're not smart enough to, if you're not the kind of person who closes the blinds Mm -hmm. before you do things, Mm -hmm. uh, then this is the kind of trouble you invite. (sighs) I guess. I I want to be better. I want to be better. I mean, I wouldn't blame yourself for this, buddy, but uh, so
1: was this just like a a boys weekend type of thing? What what was this?
0: No, it was like a girls weekend. No, it was, you know, listen, I, no, I wouldn't say boys. Okay. You know, I would just say college age, you know, wants to see Barbados. You have the financial capacity to make that dream happen. (laughs) It's like make a wish, Jack.
1: Oh my gosh. Is that what it's like?
0: You know, Clarice has a wish. I would love to spend some time in Barbados. Brian can make that dream happen. All right. Oh, that's nice. And yeah. And so, you know, you make dreams happen. and That's what it's all about, Jack, is making people happy. It's making... Mm Make, making their dreams come true, and that's what you know. I was there to do. That's the and I have dreams too. Yeah, go ahead. So, so you have a wish? I do. Yeah. Uh, what was your wish? Did Clarice help you with your wish? She did. She did. Um, I wanted to be called Captain Capistrano. Uh, I'm an Italian military officer. I enter the room, and the sexy spy uh, seduces me. Oh my gosh. And, and it worked. And, you know, I almost, I almost fell into the role. Like I almost completely believed I was Captain Capistrano. Right. uh, Being seduced by this Mata Hari-esque kind of uh, 20 year old spy. Uh, And, you know, and then the dream is suddenly shattered because there's my wife pounding on the hotel window, double glazed. I can't hear what she's saying, but I can see that she's furious. Right.
1: Um makes so, me mad. It makes me mad that she, you know, can't, can't sort of say, you, you say she's smart and yet she's sort of like is ruining this girl's wish.
0: Yeah. And that's what I tried to tell her later. And of course, you know, she was not hearing any of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, did, I gave my typical, you know, everybody has dreams speech. Right. Which I kind of co-opted from Martin Luther King. <laughs> But it's like, you know, it's like everybody has a dream. I I dream to one day be able to let people enjoy their dreams. Uh, Also, I want to be Captain Capistrano again. There's something about being a a captain in the Italian military and being seduced by a a spy that's just really enthralling.
1: I guess. I mean, that's
0: that's like, uh, it feels like plagiarism. That's how close it is to the MLK speech. I swapped out, you know, I used the word feature. I swapped out a few words. Yep. Uh, content of their character. Would you change to, yeah, to what? To big, uh, to boobies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, there, there are things that I, I've made it different. I've made it my own. Mm -hmm. I've made it my own.
1: Okay. All right. Okay. So you, all right. So you're going to be a better husband. Um, yes. Okay. Uh, okay, very good. now you're going to be a better father. I remember you said that you want to really sort of work on being a the, the type of father you always wish you could be. Uh, you yeah. know you want to talk about that?
0: Yeah, uh, sure. I, you know I, uh, the the easiest way to start is by putting a password on my phone mm-hmm. because you know, until now, I've left my phone unlocked. Mm-hmm. The kids are free to use it whenever they want. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being kids, they stumble around, they see the text messages, they understand that I regret uh, having them, mm-hmm. that I, I, I'm i looking for ways to get them out of the house, that I'm, they can see my phone records. I've been calling child protective services on myself <laughs> in the hopes uh, that my, my kids will be taken from me and they see all that and, and that hurts them. Right. You know, they, they don't need to see that. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want, I'm not here to hurt their feelings. I don't want to, you know, make them insecure or, or feel like they're not loved and welcome. I need, you know, uh, what you do is you hide that from them with the mm-hmm. password on your phone. Well, that makes a lot of sense. So why
1: do you call Child Protective Services? What do you hope to accomplish by that? Are you just, are you just sort of over raising your kids at this point? or Are you trying to defer college costs, trying to put that onto the government?
0: Yeah, well, I was hoping, you know, if, if they take the kids away from me now, then, um, you know, they'll, maybe they'll foot the bill for college. I mean, it's, you know, it's all, it's out of my hands. And I can, right. I can, you know, my friends and relatives will, you know, look at me with scorn yep. and I can just say, no, no, this is the state. The state did this. I want to be a victim. Look, there's nothing more
1: fashionable in 2021, 2022 than, than being a victim.
0: Tell me about it as, as someone who suffers greatly. From mm-hmm. attention deficit hyperactivity disorder,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> which has ruined my life. Yes, and and people who can focus, screw them. Yeah, I know, buddy. You know that's hurtful. I know. And to to see somebody who's able to 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 read a, a paragraph without you know glancing off three hundred times that that makes me angry, Jack. Well, the I know you've always had a problem with the focus privileged. Focus privilege is, is, is one issue that we need to address. Once we're done addressing the fatties thing, we, we need to address focus privilege. Okay. Because you know, there's an, there's a portion of this population that is, is, is denied focus. Uh, that has, um, I just got a. I'm getting a text message. I don't understand. I have do not disturb mine. I don't, why am I getting a text message in the middle of recording? I don't.
1: Okay. <clears throat> Are you ironically, did you ironically just lose focus during the bit about focus? I did. Did that real thing just happen? It did? <laughs> you fucking dipshit.
0: Oh my but, god! But the text message isn't supposed to come through. I have it on yes, Do Not Disturb.
1: But you're doing a podcast. We're doing. We're improvising. So ignore it. I can't because it just went. It just like this little thing popped up in then my window. T- and now I'm- then, you failed your New Year's resolutions. Twenty twenty two is already ruined, dummy.
0: <sighs> I quit.
1: <laughs> Good. Oh my gosh. So, Brian, I don't know if you saw that uh, your old friend, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who we discussed earlier in the podcast, uh, made yeah. some news the other day. Did you did you
0: see this? Oh, is this the Miami thing?
1: Yeah. So um, uh, she was uh, photographed in Miami, not wearing a mask, uh, dining outdoors with her boyfriend. And uh, she tweeted a response to someone um, online criticizing her for, I, I guess, being a hypocrite for pushing uh-huh. mask mandates and then going down to Florida. And uh-huh. not wearing a mask. And right. uh, someone sort of, I guess, joked about her being with her boyfriend and making a joke about her boyfriend's feet because he has sort of big doughy white feet and was wearing Crocs or something. And uh, she quoted, she she tweeted this, quote, if Republicans are mad they can't date me, they can just say that instead of projecting their sexual frustrations onto my boyfriend's feet,
0: end quote. Huh. Huh. Ah. <laughs> That's what it is. They just, people are frustrated because they want to date her. so
1: badly. What, a, what a seventh grade response. I mean. Yeah. She's a, she, uh,
0: I don't know. I, I have no uh, training, but she certainly ticks several of those boxes oof. that might suggest that she's a uh, narcissist or a histrionic uh, type.
1: Yikes. That's rough. Now, um, now, you know, you know, you, you, you went to the Met Gala with, um, with AOC, right?
0: We covered did. that. Yeah. 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 I went to the Met Gala with her. Yep.
1: So, so you're, you're, you're pretty tight. So you, you're sort of the person to ask about this, because I'd love to, to sort of dive deeper into this. Um, you know, what's it like to date AOC? So, you know, she, she's not married. She's a single lady. Um, mm-hmm. so she must have a, a dating profile. Is that right?
0: She does have a dating profile. Yeah. Of the kind of person she likes.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. yeah 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 so what what uh, what website does she use like something like okcupid okay or, or or match.com what, what does she use
0: toe I you know I'm not familiar with toe gold it's a foot centric dating site you have, you had OKCupid, uh, you know oh. okay Cupid, plenty of yep. fish mm-hmm. and then you have like you know eharmony and, and yeah. jdate and yep. all these other things uh, but nobody was really focusing on feet right so togold.com uh, got $90 million in venture capital <laughs> and launched a, a foot-centric dating site. Uh-huh. She's, you know, she's a privileged member of Congress, so she gets a free account. You know, they, they want those people. Right. It's like when you're famous, they all the labels come and throw clothes at you because they want you to wear their clothes. Wait, she can't be privileged. You're right. She's a victim. Yeah, thank you. But- but she does get a free account on Togold.
1: Okay. Well, I'm glad she wants to save money.
0: I, I hear she has college loans to pay off. Um yeah. So
1: um, what? Well, she's um, out of
0: money now because she went to Miami.
1: Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. Of course. She was, well,
0: she was just about to pay them off, and then Miami came calling.
1: Well, you know what? No, it's it's okay. I've got it. I'm gonna I'm gonna pay it off for her. All right. Well, good. That's the plan, and you that's probably will. I'm I'm sure I will. Um, okay. So. So she signed up for Togold. What is it on her? So uh, you must know her profile. You know, what is it, you know, what does she say about herself? Like wh- what are her interests, hobbies, that sort of thing?
0: You just see the feet. <clears throat> they don't do face pictures. Okay. It's just, it's, it's feet only. Mm-hmm. And you specify if you want male feet, female feet, or you don't care. Okay. <laughs> in, that, in that case, it's called bipedal. <laughs> and and then you can swipe around and, and you flip around when you see, when you see a, a foot and toes yep. that you like, you swipe. Wow. And that tells the other person, the other foot having person uh, that you're interested. Nice. And then if they like your feet, there's a connection. Wow. But you can see their profile anyway, and they'll tell you their profile. And hers uh, is very good. Hmm? Y- yeah. Tell us, so tell us about the profile. So her profile, um, it says, you know, professional woman mm-hmm. living in the D.C. area, mm-hmm. uh, seeking f- soulmate, mm-hmm. but it's spelled S O L E.
1: Yeah, of course it would.
0: And uh, says, you know, she's, uh, you know, very busy, very active, but is looking for someone to to sit around with,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, preferably. In a maskless environment. Weird. Uh, it says uh, vaccinated, but hypocritical.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, so, so once you date AOC, um, you know, what is, what is a typical first date like with AOC? What, what does you like to do, you know, when you're um, first start dating her?
0: You know, before you can really go out with her, you have to, to pass the, the test. Okay. What? What test? Uh yeah, well, the test is it's basically uh, other members of the squad, mm-hmm. the beloved squad, uh, have to weigh in okay. on whether or not you uh, qualify. Okay, if you're in in the in the what they call the AOC league,
1: <laughs> right? So it's sort of like the English Premier League for soccer.
0: Exactly. So they weigh in, uh, you know, and they ask, they'll ask certain questions. Um, you know, Rashida Tlaib will be like, "Well, what's uh, his stance on Israel?" Mm-hmm. Or you know, Ilan Omar will be like, "Is he related to you?" Right. Iana Presley will say, uh, "Please don't forget that I'm here as well." <laughs> and then they weigh in, uh, and then you know they they give their vote, thumbs up, mm-hmm. thumbs down, and, and based on that, uh, she makes her decision whether or not she will see you. So obviously, this guy, this gentleman, uh, passed that test. Sure. Knowing her, what are some of her first dates been like? She has a strict policy. She doesn't like Jew food. Jew food. That's what she calls it. I mean, you know, the rest of us would call it like Middle Eastern or Israeli hummus. She calls them in the whole Middle East, the Jew place. Oh my gosh. She's not super well versed in geography.
1: (laughs) Especially considering that's a very tiny
0: part of the Middle
1: East. The rest in
0: fact, isn't Jewish. Right. A lot of things that she says um, come from a place of not knowing. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, it's just easier. To have right. a, a basic idea and, and not totally know what you're talking about. But you have words to say and mm-hmm. people to say them too.
1: <laughs> right. No, I, it makes a lot of sense. So, okay. So once, once you go to a restaurant with AOC on your first date, what, what's that experience like? Uh, well,
0: there's a lot of, a lot of Instagramming. Mm-hmm. She has <laughs> so a, she a lot. doesn't
1: of, even look up from her phone?
0: Not a lot. Oh. If you look at pictures of people who've gone on dates with her. hmm uh, it's usually just a picture of the top of her head because her she's hunched over the table on her phone. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it just says, I'm out, I'm out with uh, my, on a date with AOC. You have to trust me that it's her. Uh, this is the top of her head. Whew. And she's, you know, she'll be tweeting about various things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the appetizers, the entrees, the drinks. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, usually putting her, her spin on stuff. And you've said because of her socialism that
1: she can be kind of a, a difficult to eat with can be kind of embarrassing.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, she will use anybody's fork. <laughs> so she'll get up and go around the restaurant and, you know, she might just reach over, take your fork and be like mine and go back <laughs> to the table and, and eat, you know, finish your salad with it. Oh. You know, she believes everything in the restaurant is communal property. Right. Uh, waiters walking by, she'll reach over and grab a uh, potato skin and she'll say mine. And, mine. um, mine. yeah, it's, so, you know, yeah, it can be embarrassing if you're somebody who's like a low conflict kind of person, you don't, you don't sure. like to make people feel uncomfortable. This kind mm-hmm. of behavior can rub people the wrong way. Right. Uh, there was one individual who, uh, took offense at his fork being taken. Right. For her entree, she was going to, going to use it for her steak. Uh, and he took a he took offense to it and she uh, tweeted to her millions of followers uh that uh, this gentleman had placed her life in danger uh, by objecting to her fork taking okay and it was a really tearful video and it was you know you could see that the trauma was yeah. was real and and that gentleman uh was fired from his job oh from his own company where <laughs> he owned the company he owned the company and he was fired from it Wow. This woman wields a lot of power. You got to be careful. She really does. Yeah. It's, you got to be careful.
1: And you said uh, things get a little bit weird when the check comes.
0: Yeah. When the check comes, she, she will just look and go yours. (laughs)
1: That's so weird.
0: Yeah. Everything's mine, mine, mine. But then the check comes yours. Huh? Gosh, I wonder what the, why the change in heart. I don't know. Yeah.
1: then the walk home and sort of trying to, you know decide whether to you know the first kiss or or whatever what um or, or more even wh- wh- how does a, a
0: date with AOC typically end you know what I mean and this is the biggest problem okay because what kind of puts her in the mood is the sound of Bernie Sanders talking <laughs> so you know you'll put on some Bernie Sanders speeches uh-huh which render most gentlemen incredibly flaccid absolutely. Uh, it, it is not an inspiring sound. No, uh, it is not a, a turn on. Nope. Uh, but you know, she loves this so much and you know, she will uh, crawl back onto her futon <laughs> and look at you with this this you know sexy gaze. uh-huh because she's just so turned on by the sound of, of Bernie talking. right. And there you're you're just standing there with your your flag at no mast. <laughs> And uh, and it's a terrible time. It's really difficult, right? But that's really the, her test, because Did, if you can achieve any kind of um, anti-flaccidity, <laughs> then uh, you are a hero in her eyes. Of
1: course, and and so does she. Then uh, does she then kneel for that flag? She won't
0: kneel for the flag. Mm-hmm. Um, Damn! But she's cool with reverse cowgirl. <laughs> Okay. Well,
1: um, that brings to close another episode of questionable material. Uh, I would like to encourage people. uh, We just uh, uh, released um, a new episode. It's sort of a a best of, if you will, uh, some of our favorite episodes, at least of uh, 2021. If you have friends out there, uh, it'd be a great opportunity to share with people, you know, hey, there's this podcast that I think is really funny. Uh this would be the podcast episode to share with them perhaps. It's called Great Bits from a Lousy Year 2021.
0: Yeah, uh, Jack, it's a great way to spend an hour and a
1: half. That's right. Now we're in 37 minutes and 27 seconds. Happy New Year. Hey Brian, can you cry like a Polish woman to get us out of this? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh. That was Questionable Material with Jack and Brian. Subscribe on any podcast platform. Watch our clips on YouTube. Visit us at QMPodcast.com. Alex Jones. A white guy from the suburbs who wears his pants like a black guy from the inner city. A woman who drives a Prius with way too many bumper stickers on it. Kiki Kardashian. No relation. Moomin chants. Your neighbor who has a confederate flag just to provoke you. Young adult Yoda. No Cuomo's. Some dude from QAnon who thinks I have a child in the basement.